It's Tuesday at 8pm and you're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. Good evening and you're very welcome to this week's Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and coming up on the programme tonight... Caroline Hennessy has news about the winners of the 8 Degrees Original Gravity competition that took place earlier this year to celebrate 10 years of brewing at 8 Degrees. And Michael O'Neill from Fernhill House Hotel and Gardens in Clonakilty in the majestic West Cork tells us about the history of the estate and its recently launched gin. But before we hear from our guests... Tonight, a reminder that you can make contact with me by dropping me an email to s.noonan at live.ie or you can tweet me at Queen of Org, as in Queen of Organisation, and I'm also on Instagram at Sharon J. Noonan. So, 8 Degrees has been busy brewing and barrel ageing something very special for our drinking pleasure this Christmas. Their 2021 winter release is the original Gravity Irish Oak Aged Barley Wine. Earlier this year, Caroline Hennessy told us about the launch of a competition by the brewer which sought out artworks that reflected their naturally adventurous values and Caroline is on the line now to tell us about the competition and the newly launched beer. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Caroline, you're very welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. And earlier on this year, we had you on the show because you were talking about a very special design competition that 8 Degrees Brewing was running. Just remind the listeners about the competition. Well, we were really excited about this. We felt very much for all the artists and designers who had spent the last like the previous year um, in a situation where there was no exhibitions, there was no gatherings and things like that. And, you know, for somebody who loves going to galleries and loves experiencing that, you know, it was kind of, it was kind of um, a hard way to see, to see forward for, for people, you know, if they weren't able to get their, their work out there, then how, were they going to actually get commissions and things like that? So at Eight Degrees, um, one of our brewers, Daniel O'Shea, came up with this idea of putting a brief out there and asking people to come up with uh, artwork that could be used on a can. So we put the competition out there. Um, we got five winners, five great winners. Uh, they all won a thousand euros each. And then as part of the prize, we... Um, you know, got sent their artwork to our our can our designers so that they could make it into a can um, label, and then we promote the hell out of them uh, in terms of you know who 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 won it and whose uh, image is on the is on the can, and it's been lovely. It's been really lovely dealing with the artists and. You know, it's it's a constant. Like we've we've the this this beer that um I have here in my hand at the moment, um is our uh, Irish oak aged barley wine. So this is our Christmas release, and this is number four in the series of five. So we still have a fifth one to come, uh, which we're hoping that will come out around St Patrick's Day in March or something like that. But it's just been fabulous. So really, um, really interesting talking to all the artists and seeing what you know you give 
lots of people one brief and they come up with all these incredible ideas so we've loved that and tell us a bit more about the people that entered and that won the different artists in terms of gender, age, location. Was, was everybody from Ireland or the international? Just talk us through each of the five individuals. Well, because we're an Irish-based brewery, we really wanted to promote Irish-based artists. So you didn't necessarily have to be Irish, but you did have to be based here um, in the country. So that, you know, that was one of our criteria. Um, the artists, so we've got five artists, two men, three females, um, and it's it's like, you know, it's been a really interesting mixture of, you know, because obviously when I was putting uh, these, these images um, to the, the committee who was deciding on who was going to win, I took the names off and things like that, and it, it you know, it was interesting to see that it was pretty. It, it could have gone 50-50, except we didn't have we didn't have six winners, um, and it was very close that way. But it was great to like we have people from all over the country. Um, actually, though the most recent uh, winner, so of the the are the most recent artists that we're promoting is based just down in Kilworth. So only a few miles down the road from us. And again, something we didn't know until after we contacted them and said, you're a winner and can we have your address? And so we've tried to um, like for each of the winners, we've sent them some beer as well so that they get to, to see what it looks like on the cans. Because I think if you're starting out as an artist or if you're starting out as a designer or something, you know, to see your actual um, the piece that you've worked on just being produced for for you is is amazing. It's amazing to see it um, to see it there in front of you. So that's been lovely. So you know, I get to be Santi, you know, a couple of times a year. Then sending out sending out this beer to people who have uh, worked long and hard in developing the artwork for it. And I'd ask there about age, and presumably then they all had to be over eighteen because of the nature of the product. Very much so. So yeah, we were very, we were very kind of clear on the criteria. Actually, the criteria took a long time to put together because we really wanted to be sure that, you know, there wasn't anybody um, under 18 and also that there wasn't anybody, you know, we, we were kind of clear in, in when we were saying we don't want any depictions of children or any depictions of, of people who might be considered looking like they're under 18 on the on the images so yeah so all of that was kind of you know you have to be really nitpicky with your um with your criteria at the start but then it just meant that people had a very clear idea of what we wanted although as I say to you Sharon it you know considering the variety we got back you know it it, it was brilliant and it was lovely because we we've been dealing with a design company in Dublin um for the last few years called New Worlds and they're fabulous but just you know having other people come at us with all their ideas was brilliant and I think a lot of people got like when I had to email people you know say sorry you know that you haven't you haven't made it through to our final five you know they were like oh this this was so much fun to work on because it was during a time when things weren't really happening and I think people just really enjoyed and they said oh do you mind if I use it on social media myself or anything like that and it's like you know it's your picture you go ahead with it and you know it's no problem in tagging and we'll we'll share your stuff so again to draw attention and to draw focus to a community of people who 
did kind of get left behind um, over the last 18 months was, was our aim. And I hope, I hope we've achieved that for them. Well, a competition of this nature is an ideal way to get a fresh perspective on packaging. And the, the person that is, whose design is out there now, tell us a bit about that person. They've got a very artistic name. Yes. Um, so this is Coral Carol Kent. And they spent like, so we got each of the artists to write a little artist statement. And like, I loved um, what I read about this artist statement was like talking about um, spending a lot of the pandemic trekking across the Irish countryside. And as I say, we discovered that this particular winner was from Kilworth. So even like the image of the trees and the, the woods and everything, you know, all intertwined, it's very Celtic as well. That I'm like, oh, you know, I know these trees. I've been down in Kilworth. There's lots of lovely walks around there. So I, I really, and I spend a lot of my time walking the roads of North Cork um, in all kinds of weather. So I could really feel it as well. But also when we when we saw this, um, we knew that we wanted it for for our pre-Christmas release. So we, like it's an Irish oak age barley wine. Um, it's been aged, the barley wine was brewed during the summertime and then it was aged in these absolutely amazing Irish oak barrels, which you don't get very often. And the flavors, we knew that this was going to be a very special beer. So when we saw Coral's um, uh, artwork, we were like, it's perfect with the trees and everything like that. And um, then, you know, as I say, we went to New World and they brought, you know, they were able to bring the entire series together so that it, they all, the five winners all sit with each other. So this is an absolute beauty of a beer. This is your Christmas beer, Sharon. Um, but I have to tell you, it's 12.2%. So it's not, it's not the kind of beer that I'm going to be opening and sipping this morning. Um, I, or otherwise, you'd never get me to pipe down. I'd be talking for the rest of the day. That's very strong, isn't it, whenever it comes to beer? Well, it is. Now, again, when you look at, at wines, you know, 14% and 13% is kind of a normal thing when it comes to wines, but people really get a bit kind of worried when it comes when it when it's like that um, in beer standards. But for me, this is um so like these, this is in 440 Malkan. This is something you want to get out the brandy snifters for and pour it you don't want this in a big glass is what i'm saying to you you want to take your time to appreciate it uh, when i did so every time i do we do beer i sit down with the lads in the brewery and we do tastings and we just sat there and <laughs> we didn't get too much um beer for the tasting because we knew that it was a high abv but i tell you even after five minutes of, of sniffing and swirling um a little drop in of this we were all very chilled out and mellow and the flavors are just so incredible it made us feel so Christmassy because it feels like christmas pudding or christmas uh, cake cake in a glass and um so you've got like all the spices there the vanilla um there's a lovely kind of tannic bitterness as well that comes from the oak and so this like is the beer that I want to put with um, my Christmas cake. Do you remember Doreen Allen used to do this um, Christmas cake, which had toasted uh, almond paste on it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So like I've never liked the white icing. I, I just don't go for that. 
but it's that kind of toasty almondy marzipani flavor and then you've got underneath you've got all the fruit the dried fruit and the dried like well this feels like dried cherries in this you've got whatever you put into your Christmas cake and then you've got all the lovely spices so it's like that's it's the beer to go with that and it's also the beer that tastes quite like that so you've got lovely lovely layers of flavor but it's definitely a beer to take your time over you don't want to be um, knocking this one back and I think it's great the way you're talking there Caroline about pairing it with certain foods because not everybody is into drinking wine so to have a beer as part of the Christmas dinner that you can bring out and say look this goes really well with the Christmas pudding or the mince pies and Christmas cake and I also read it goes very well with blue cheese and spiced beef and dark chocolate. Yes now you know spiced beef is for me it's not so much a Christmas thing but it's a December thing. Now I love it all the time the times of the year but the next time I get down to Cork and I get my chunk of spiced beef I'll use it for sandwiches um, in December because that blend of spices does feel very Christmassy and if you've got like um, a spiced beef sandwich Tom Durkin does fabulous spiced beef in the English market and you put this with it that's that's a feast in and of itself and then like barley wine and blue cheese are very traditional pairings but if you get like a blue cheese like Young Buck from Northern Ireland or if you I get chance there's Bellingham Blue as well and Oh, there's some there's some gorgeous blue cheeses in the country. Um, you know, you've got like obviously your cashel blue, which is accessible everywhere, but a lot of places have little pockets of, of blue cheese that you can find. There's um a cheese maker down in the Dingle Peninsula that does some gorgeous blue cheese that won a Bloss Heron Award um this year. Can't quite think of the name of it at the moment. I was eating it yesterday, and of course my brain has gone dead. Is it the Kerry blue cheese? Is it Noka tea? It is. Oh, that's so good. And I'm so glad you've given me the name of it. Um, so yeah, put put your 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 piece of Nocatina with uh with some of the, the barley wine and you'll be you'll be um in for a taste sensation because there's lovely funk about the Nocatee. It's really like it's very it's quite pungent and the flavor really fills your mouth and then you have a sip of the barley wine and you've got the sweetness that contrasts with the beautiful funk and then because it's carbonated unlike wine this is where beer always wins the carbonation will clean your palate um with each each uh taste so that you get to taste the, the blue cheese at its very very best that would be my happy pairing um, but the like, yeah, get a chunk of that blue cheese and put it on a board, get some some nuts, like some um, some almonds, some Brazil nuts, you know, like that lovely kind of Christmassy collection of nuts there. Uh, walnuts, fresh walnuts are so gorgeous as well. And um, and get some dried fruit and put it with like your dates and and your figs and things like that. And that's, you know. It's a really easy way. If you have people around, that's a really easy way to kind of entertain people. And if we're allowed to have people around this Christmas, things might change. We don't know. But it's a lovely way to have people tasting things. You have a sip, you taste it with some of the different combinations. So, but 
Irish blue cheeses are second to none. I would say you don't have to go outside the country um, to get your hands on, on, on really good blue cheese, particularly at this time of the year. And also then um, at the other end of the spectrum, it's amazing with dark chocolate. So if you can find some good, and again, we have so many great producers in Ireland of, of dark chocolate, like Hazel Mountain Chocolate in the Burren, um, Bean and Goose over on the East Coast, and even like um, on my own doorstep here in Mitchestown, there's a Praline, which is a cafe and chocolate year. And Norma there is making a, a bar with tropical flavors, which I'm saving my bar um, to, to have with to have with the uh, the Oak Age barley wine. I want to ask you about barley wine versus beer, because you've mentioned barley wine a lot and you've mentioned beer. Are they the same in the one thing or what's the difference between them? Well, barley wine is beer. Um, it's just another word for a very high ABV, a very high alcohol, uh, alcoholic um, style, style beer. Um, we made this one by like literally ramming ramming the um the the tanks full of of malt um and you know you're you're trying to get as much malt which means as much sugar in there as possible so that it will ferment at a high abv so it's you're looking for something that like if you if you come if you hear the word barley wine you should be thinking of something that's high in abv luscious rich flavors um kind of nearly even uh like kind of yeah like the, the, the all those kind of Christmassy flavors but then we accentuated all that by putting it into the the Irish oak um barrels so that draws in more even more flavors but barley wine even if it's not um barrel aged is such a great um beer to try and like as you say some people don't want to drink wine at Christmas and they want something a little bit different and you know if you're looking for something you're looking for another option you're it's definitely worth going for for the barley wine because that's the the hefty sit by the fire enjoy enjoy over over an evening sort of sort of beer it's just it's just such a treat and in terms of the, the process of making it, how long does it take from when you, you start putting all the ingredients together until it goes into the bottle? Well, every year, you know, when we start, we always we always plan our um, our Christmas beers like, you know, uh, way ahead because normally they're high ABV. Uh, and so we need they need time. They need time to ferment out properly. So. This actually was brewed in early July. And, you know, early July was fabulous. I don't know if you remember it, Sharon. The weather was gorgeous. Blue skies, high temperatures. The, the lads were, you know, laboring uh, at the, it, through the brew house to try and get the, you know, this really rich, intense beer made. So it was quite, a, quite an achievement. And... So that ferments out as normal. And then we put it into the barrels. Was it around September, August, September? So got three months in the barrels um, then at that stage. So, you know, and then it, it's drawing out the flavors, but you have to be really careful. You have to keep tasting and keeping an eye on that because you, you want it to get all the good flavors, but you don't want it to go over the top. 
and um, and each barrel is different. That's the really amazing thing I think that we've learned from from barrel aging. You know, no two barrels are the same. So even if it tastes like it's at the right stage in this barrel, that barrel could be a couple of days behind or a couple of days in front and that kind of thing. So it's a real hands-on job. Like there's a lot of a lot of different bits and pieces and and minding there's a lot of minding that goes on with barrel aging beers well i would say a lot of people listening uh caroline would just love an invitation to your house for christmas dinner after all the food you've talked about and then of course this wonderful beer to go with it but for all of us who will not be at shea hennessy for christmas where can we get our hands on the beer well, this is a limited edition, Sharon. So it is available in all independent um, off licenses. So, you know, take a look in, in, in your local independent off license. Um, we will have a, a list of, of those up on, on degrees.ie as well. So you'll be able to find it there. But it's, and often there are some great off licenses now that are doing online orders. So I would say if you're going to be ordering something online, get your order in early um, because the poor couriers are, are slammed already. And um, it's, it, that's, that's the easy way to do it. Or else just walk down or drive down to your local off license and, and have a poke through because um, we have the other three, the first three in the series of the original Gravity series are out there. So if you're getting somebody some beer for Christmas, like if you got a selection of of the of the eight degrees beers and including the four um, original gravity beers from the series, people love that. They always love tasting their way through a series, and each of the beers is very very different and very unique. So you have um, you, ha- you you're n- we're not going twelve point two percent with all the beers. I have to say, Sharon, um, because that we we wouldn't do that to you. But it's it's a great way to taste your way through through the different the different styles fabulous listen caroline it's been great to hear all about it this evening and i wish you and all the team there at eight degrees brewing a fantastic christmas uh, is that jingle bells i can hear in the background sharon you know that santa's coming to town take care you're listening to the best possible taste on west limerick 102 fm Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and just before the break, Caroline Hennessy told us about the outcome of the 8 Degrees Original Gravity competition that took place earlier this year to celebrate 10 years of brewing at 8 Degrees and we heard all about their 2021 winter release, the Original Gravity Irish Oak Edged Barley Wine. If you're just tuning in now and you missed that, you might want to catch the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM when it's repeated on Wednesday mornings at 8am and the podcasts are available to listen to on SharonNoonan.com as well as iTunes and the podcast app. And staying on the theme of alcohol, who doesn't like a lovely G&T? It goes without saying that there has been an explosion of Irish gins coming onto the market in recent years. And the latest one that I have come across is from Fernhill House Hotel and Gardens in West Cork. I spoke to Michael O'Neill last week to find out more, so let's have a listen. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. 
Michael, great to have you on the programme this evening. And you're down in West Cork in Clonakilty in the beautiful Fernhill House Hotel and Gardens. Yes, yes. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, we're. Um, I'm absolutely delighted at this opportunity to speak to you. Uh, it's a beautiful day down here in West Cork. Um, I love this time of year, and like, uh, so I'm a big lover of nature myself. And uh, just all the trees are, you know, it's the most beautiful this time of year. I think they're all changing at the leaves and everything, and uh, just, uh, and everyone's in great form and everything. So I'm uh, delighted to be able to speak to you today. Well, thanks so much for joining us, and I'm I'm interested to start off with a bit of the history of the estate there because it has been in your family for a number of years but it's nearly 200 years old i believe yeah so the the estate has been in my, in my family since 1946 so this is our 75th year this year so it's a, a big year for us as a family and um the, yeah so the um, the estate is a date the whole state's back to about 1826 so i'm a big lover of history myself and uh, i do history talks in the house and it can take up to an hour so I won't um, go into too much detail, but uh, there's a fantastic history to the house. There's a great cast of characters associated with, like uh, Lord Atkin, who's one of the most famous judges of all time, uh, who changed the world with the help of a snail. Uh, just, uh, I let that was it, which, uh, <laughs> and uh, then uh, we've um, there's uh, the the Wright family who are like part of the, the one of them was a solicitor general of Ireland, and uh, they 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 run in with some leprechauns, <laughs> and uh, there's great stories and kind of uh, folklore as attached to many houses, and uh, and uh, the, the house itself was uh, one of the most um, expensive houses in Clannacilty, so in the valuation in Griffith's valuation, uh, it was the most expensive at twenty eight pounds. Which uh, you know, I'd be lucky to get uh, a few rounds of drinks now. So uh, the, the things that have changed an awful lot since then. And uh, but uh, yeah, we were just absolutely thrilled to uh, be able to take care of Fernhill. You no, know, uh, you know, and um, you know, a big lover of history and, and nature as well as I mentioned. You know, so kind of planting the trees and making sure that everything is growing uh, properly. It just uh, you know, it's, it's our life, life's passion. So we're delighted to be able to talk today about with you. Whenever we look at buildings that have so much history attached to them, it's nearly as if the person that owns it isn't the owner of it. They're the custodian of it for a certain period of time. And it has been in your family for a number of generations now. And when you were growing up, did you always see yourself coming in to the family business? Yeah, it just always felt natural. Like um, um, people would have said, uh, do, "Do you know? Oh, do, do you know? Did you think about doing something else or coming home?" And um, it just, it just was always uh, uh, my, my plan. Do you know, like in college, uh, I was up in, I was working with uh, KPMG, um, uh, uh, doing accountancy with them, and uh, you know, like I was a twenty-year-old at the time, and um, you'd have to work on the weekends and things like that. You know, and, like do you know, wouldn't have sat well with me at the time, but no, I work seven days a week, and it's just, uh, it's just a, a real pleasure, and uh, to, you know, I just really love um, building. It just. It just, it's just, it's just what's really a joy about it is the long-term nature of it. It just is constantly um, a building, and you're you're building on the heritage of of stuff that your great grandparents and grandparents and parents have built on, and um, it's just a really lovely thing to be part of. And uh, yeah, and like when you have a, a business that kind of looks towards the long term, it's it's lovely as well because you know you can bake in things like sustainability and stuff like that, and uh, it's just um, it's just a real pleasure. The industry has changed so much over the past 10, 20, 30 years. So there must be huge 
development and ongoing investment in the property just to keep it right up there in, in the sort of quality and the standard that you want it to be. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it, as the saying goes, if, if you're not going forward, you're going backwards. And um, so we really have to kind of, um, to, 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 you know, you're always kind of under pressure to do something new every year. Um, and so like, uh, but then at the same time, you want to kind of make sure you don't, uh, you, you know, you keep the essence of what you have. So like you really have to keep, um, really have a strong story and, and make sure that everyone knows that story and uh, that everything is uh, everything that you develop comes out of that out of that story but yeah there's been amazing um, differences through the years Do you know I often think that my grandmother you know started Fernhill as a business and she passed away in 2003 I'd love for her to be able to sit down and kind of take her on a tour around the hotel now and, and show what, what, what's uh, what's changed over the years. But um, yeah, so like um, myself and my brothers are taking over now and we're in uh, our, our 30s. So um, I suppose, you know, we're relatively kind of youngish kind of thing in the industry. So uh, yeah, we've lots of plans to kind of um, bring new things to, to Fernhill. So COVID might set us back a few a, a few years, but uh, but as I mentioned, we have a long-term view. So it'd be decades, it's a, it's a momentary blip and we look forward to kicking on over the years. There can be challenges, of course, with a family business and sometimes members of the family can be resistant to change and, and new ideas. How do you work together as a family to address any issues that, that might arise along the way? Uh, we, like, we, we do talk everything out, you know, and make sure everyone, you know, everything is discussed and no one's kind of uh, benefiting in a different way. And then, uh, like, we all have kind of separate roles. So, um, like, my brother Neil looks after service. Uh, Garo does the bar. I do uh, kind of more the main, uh, the, the, like, the marketing and, like, the finance and payroll and stuff like that. But we all roll in for service for, like, important things like weddings and things like that then. But, uh, so, like, keeping that separation kind of helps an awful lot. And um, I suppose when it's kind of multi-generational and having grown up in the business, we all have the best interests of the business uh, in heart. Because uh, like Fernhill is our, is our family, really, you know. Like when we say Fernhill is a business, it's our family and it's the O'Neills. And uh, and we just, you know, we all have the best interests at heart and we're all kind of rowing in the one direction. So it's, uh, yeah, I say, you know, I say touch wood because uh, everything's going well. And uh, but um, we have, uh, you know, and it's just a great place to be. And like, uh, we've been very lucky to hold on to staff. And so I think it is a nice place and we all enjoy being there. So that makes it a lot easier as well. And you see such different trends and coming through in all the different aspects of the hotel business. And I would imagine your property is very popular for weddings. What have you seen in the past few years? What has the shift been in weddings? And obviously with COVID, that has had a huge impact in the size of weddings in recent years. Yeah, well, like um, pre-COVID, weddings were kind of trending towards more yeah, intimate um, affairs, right? Like the big country wedding would still be a massive thing. And, uh, and you know, they are great crack and everything, you know, so I can't see them going away. But uh, the, uh, the, well, like, like the trends, people are kind of coming... Like um, ceremonies have been a massive one, definitely. Like the people are having the ceremonies at the venue, and kind of, and then that kind of feeds into having more of a special venue with a bit of personality. And uh, like the so Fernhill is a country house, and I think that's really helped us that it's kind of been more kind of intimate. That people like a wedding is a really, you know, it's 
the biggest day of your life and uh, like you have to have something special for it you're inviting all your friends and family so people they kind of want a bit of the history and have something kind of special uh, you know beautiful gardens and uh, just sort of you know for that to host their big day so that that so like kind of venues like our, our own and you see smaller ones with, with, pers- with uh, more personality popping up as well I think that's the way things are going and uh, luckily we're kind of able to straddle both and that we have the personality but we're able to kind of cater for the bigger wedding as well because we have the facilities and then we, uh, for the ceremonies uh, like we we won award uh, from RCP magazine as the best ceremony venue in Ireland because we've had fantastic eight places that we, we've four different uh, stunning places to have the ceremony your ceremony and uh, we have one on today and uh, you know so it's um it's a you know so we're we're well placed at capturing them but you really do have to keep on top of the trends because uh things we're waiting like it's um it, it you know they want to care and thought that um that uh brides especially put into it like they're planning it from such a, a young age that they really are on top of every trend and you really have to be on it yourself but luckily we've a great team uh, in Fernhill that are there to, to take advantage of that and the photography is so important on that day as well that every moment is captured and it's great then whenever there's lovely outdoor spaces for that to, to, to take place. Tell us about the gardens and the outdoor spaces at the, the property. Yeah, so as I mentioned, I, I love um, I love gardens. It's nature and gardens and everything. So, um, yeah, so like we recognise that like the gardens are very important for weddings and that photos, as you mentioned, but also just as a backdrop for the day. And like kind of photos like are important for the bride and groom, but they're also important for the guests. Like uh, like if you're going to a wedding with your partner, you know, you're cutting the day away from the kids, you're getting dressed up, uh, and you're just you know, you just uh, you want to get a good nice photo yourself as well. So it's, it's they're really important. But so the we have a team of gardeners at Fernhill, some of the finest hotel gardens in, in Ireland, uh, and we're always developing. Uh, the new features we've uh, um, so and uh, like if it, just to give you a bit of uh, an essence of like the ethos behind our own gar- gardens so as I mentioned before like we can uh, like there's a history of the house and uh, the kind of sustainability where kind of like kind of it's what Fern is all about we kind of brought that into the ethos of the garden so we look for different garden designers that will kind of reflect that so Mary Reynolds um, who will be one of the most famous garden designers around uh, so we we, uh, we really got on with Mary and she really kind of has the same ethos as ourselves so Mary is one of uh, the youngest um, I think she's the youngest woman ever to win a gold medal at the Chelsea Flower Show and the first Irish person and there's a movie out about her but Mary basically like she's absolutely in love with nature like she really kind of um, she, she just um, so like it really kind of feeds into her own ethos here and like nature the garden's kind of grow to the land, and uh, so you kind of the history is kind of baked into that, if you know what I mean. And like nature has been kind of honing that land for for for, uh, for you know millenniums, and, and um, so I'm kind of getting a bit deep now here, but you can just tell it's just how passionate we are about the gardens. So um, she, um, so like like uh, we we do everything kind of in respect nature. We're re- rewilding some of the gardens, uh, like on the far side of it as well, so that can help gardens. And it gives a lovely kind of natural look as well. And it, you know, kind of going back to wedding trends and things like that, with brides kind of want something kind of authentic and special for their wedding. And like we were kind of delivering that in our gardens. Now we're kind of, and uh, we still have there's beautiful splashes of color in the gardens, and they're they're very, they're very well kept. But like there is a bit of like they're kind of. We're kind of focusing more kind of Irishy plants and things like that. So and kind of more so um, trying to bring out what's beautiful in the Irish countryside. 
I'm going to bake that into the gardens. And uh, and like uh, and, and that type of gardening is actually a lot more beneficial for for nature as well. So it uh, so it's kind of it's a more beautiful garden. Uh, it, you know, it's it stand the test of time and it's better for nature. So like it's it's win 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 all around in, in those ways. And like uh, a whole butter garden is going to go down the path as well because uh, the, the you know we'd have a much healthier environment and a much more beautiful place if people did. Yeah, that movie is called Dare to be Wild. And Michael, my husband and I watched it a couple of years ago. And then after that, there were so many places just came onto our radar that uh, Mary Reynolds had designed, such as Bridget's Garden up in Galway and then down in Dingle, the Dysart Gardens. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly or not. And you can really see the common theme between them. And then she was also on with... Um, Tommy Tierney one night on that chat show that he does where he doesn't know who the guests are going to be and she was talking all about her rewilding projects then like she's, she really wants more people to give up um, parts of their land and for, for rewilding purposes give it back over to nature so I'd love to see your gardens just to see if her, if her stamp is there in the same way that it is in, in those other couple of gardens that I have, have seen in Ireland and, and the gardens at Fernhill actually inspired one of your latest projects, which is gin. So tell us about the Fernhill gin. Yeah, we're, we're really excited about the, the Fernhill gin and the feedback has been absolutely fantastic. So it's just, it's, uh, it's been, it's been brilliant. So basically it was like a, a project kind of born out of the lockdown and everything. So uh, it was like, uh, you know, as a team, Fernhill shut down, but we kind of kept the, the, core, the core staff together to just try to try and constantly try and think of new ways that we can bring Fernhill to the next level and the experience of our guests to the next level, because that's the most important thing. So uh, we are, and this year, as I mentioned before, is our 75th year at Fernhill. So we want to do something special to kind of mark the year. And, uh, and and so uh, we're all lovers of gin ourselves. <laughs> so and uh, you know it was lockdown, <laughs> and uh, but uh, so um, we we decided to kind of go uh, and develop our own gin. So um, we uh, we kind of looked around and uh, like there is there are a lot of gins in the market, but we didn't see any that kind of like kind of had the same ethos of Fern Hill and, and our garden. So that like uh, it was inspired by the gardens of Fern Hill. It's Fern Hill Garden Gin. But I brought it like so. There's inspired by the herbs and, and different things in the gardens. Uh, and but and then our gardens, as I mentioned before, can inspire by the West Cork countryside. So there's forage botanicals in it as well. So it's kind of a, a mixture of kind of the countryside and the, 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 you know there's kind of a nice Irish kind of uh, Irish uh, uh, essence to it. But bringing kind of a nice kind of smooth finish of, of, of gardens. You know what if you know what I mean. And uh, it's just it's it's gone fantastically well. And uh, then in the bot and the bottle design was um, I know you the, the taste the gin is the most important, but uh, it's nice to have a nice bottle as well because it's what stands out on the shelf. And uh, the, 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 yeah, we've got fantastic feedback from the from the bottle. So we're going to use the the, the branding at Fern Hill and uh, and the, the kind of the fern was very important to it. And, and uh, the and the classic country house look. We, um, we there's a beautiful kind of um, backdrop on the bottle. You couldn't have to see it. Uh, you can look at it on our, our social media to see what I mean. But basically, we, we used them. Um, so in our part of lockdown as well, we redesigned all of our bedrooms, and each bedroom was uh, inspired by a different Irish plant. And um, so, uh, and then um, we also brought in some designs by uh, William Morris. So William Morris is one of uh, a Victorian designer. So he was one of the most prominent designers in, in the Victorian era. 
and uh, Fernhill is a country house dating back from the Georgian period, but was there in the Victorian era as well. And uh, so he, you know, that was a time in industrial revolution and it, it, things were going, going towards machinery and mass production and everything. And, and uh, William Morris was about handcraft design, you know, a small handcraft personalized design. Uh, and every one of the designs were inspired by nature. So like the, the, the from the era he was, and then like his own ethos himself inspired by nature, small handcrafted, it really went into the, the, what, uh, it married what we did with the gin. And people loved the design of the bottle. So I think the fact that, you know, they did, and like they wouldn't even notice William Morris, a lot of people seeing it, but I think just the fact that we kind of thought it out well and everything kind of sings together properly, it's really, uh, uh, people, have, that is kind of shone true to people and they really responded well to it. And, uh, we're absolutely delighted with it, and uh, and uh, it's, it's been a fantastic uh, way to end the year and mark our 75th year here at Fernhill as a family. And is it available just in the hotel, or can people order it online or buy it in the in the local shops? Yeah, so um, we we it's available online, so um, it's a, you can buy it from our website, and uh, we can deliver it to anywhere in Ireland and. Uh, and, and abroad, uh, and then, uh, but and then it's so the and then it's available for, from reception at Fern Hill, and then we're kind of we're spread, it's rolling out through, um, as far as we can go. Uh, so like we're starting locally uh, at the moment, uh, so it's uh, it's available through Clannacilty and Ross Carberry, Skibbereen, uh, Inneskeen, and uh, so like. Um, uh, we're hoteliers and wedding specialists, so the, the gin distribution, we're still learning and we're trying to get it out. It's, it's only been launched for two weeks, so we're rolling it out. It, it, the feedback's been fantastic, so I'm sure it's going to go further afield. So um, it's, a, it's a watch the space and come to a, a supermarket near you. But it, so, but as I mentioned, it is available on, online, so you can buy it and we'll, we'll be delighted to post it out to you. It'll be a wonderful treat for Christmas, the kind of country house gold and green team on it, it you know it gives, it gives us a nice christmasy feel as well it's a real taste of west cork and a premium product and uh, i'm sure you or our loved one would absolutely love it for christmas i love to hear the passion and enthusiasm in in somebody like yourself michael whenever it's a family business that has been handed down from generation to generation and you said there about you and your brothers being youngish like in your 30s when you get to my stage of life 30 is is extremely young so it is so looking forward into the future what is your vision for Fernhill whenever it comes to the time for you to hand it down to your children or your children's children what do you see in the future so like um I, like as i mentioned before like uh, like i'm a big believer in history and uh, and like in uh, sustainability so like i i wanted to kind of keep its essence is really important and uh, like what makes furniture special and so we'll uh, the gardens will always be one of the most important things here for Hill and the kind of country house uh, family run uh, uh, um sort of so we're the this year we're lucky to be the 12th best hotel in ireland on tripadvisor just you know fantastic considering the many amazing hotels in ireland so that's just from like having really personalized service so and uh so we want i really want that essence to still be there you know in, in 20 30 years uh, whenever uh, we hand it over and uh the, so the um so just kind of keep our foreign hills all about but then like kind of developing into the future uh, we've lots of plans to, to improve. So we've, uh, you know, we have we had planning permission for 16 more bedrooms, and uh, we got that uh, at the end of 2019. So we're just about to go around and start the bedrooms in 2020. 
when uh, COVID hit. So that's kind of trying to wrench into the plan. So they'll be coming on board, of course. And uh, then uh, we we've we've, uh, we've we've decided to kick on with our kitchen garden. And uh, so like um, really, we've always been growing our own fruit and vegetables, but really kind of expanding that and bringing on more gardeners to service that and uh and the gin has been a fantastic uh new uh start here for and here we'll probably look at uh, uh at rolling that out even further so yeah so basically just going to keep for and here uh the, the essence of what it is uh it's been going for four generations uh it, it's been in my family for four generations so we want to kind of keep what it is but uh kind of bring it to new heights and uh and uh, and so that more people can enjoy and, and share in it and uh, you know it's a great, it's a lovely place to work, like the, and everything, and like it was a real family atmosphere around the place, and I really kind of keep that. And uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the future. Fantastic. Well, listen, Michael, it has been great to talk to you today. Thanks so much for telling us all about it, and uh, continued success with the family business, and best of luck with the gin now over Christmas. Thank you very much, and uh, hope to see you in Fernhill over the next year or two. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and just before the break we heard all about the Fernhill House Hotel and Gardens Gin from Michael O'Neill as well as the amazing history of the estate. And earlier on in the programme I had the pleasure of catching up with Caroline Hennessy who shared details about the winners of the 8 Degrees Original Gravity competition that took place earlier this year to celebrate 10 years of brewing at 8 Degrees and Caroline also told us about their 2021 winter release, the Original Gravity Irish Oak Aged Barley Wine. If you're just tuning in now and you missed any of that, you can catch the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM when it's repeated on Wednesday mornings at 8am and the podcasts are available to listen to on SharonNoonan.com as well as iTunes and the podcast app. And that's all we have time for tonight. Thanks for listening and to my guests, Caroline Hennessy and Michael O'Neill. Until next week, bon appétit. Do you want to get in touch with the best possible taste? Do you want to come on, share a recipe, review a cookery book, or just have a general chat about what you like to eat and drink? All you have to do is get in touch with me, Sharon Noonan, by sending an email to s.noonan at live.ie or send me a tweet at Queen of Org. Bon appétit!